Welcome to another edition of the Tukey's Take Podcast. <laughs> First question of the day from me to Endo. Why are you selling your Xbox? Uh, because NHL is a piece of shit. And uh, me, just like the rest of the NHL community, I bought a PlayStation. I bought not PlayStation. I bought a Series S just so I could play one singular game. And now the one game is absolutely trash. And I'm busy spending my mom's fucking credit card on hot packs. I have no need for it. Sin, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Had a great night last night. Unfortunately, I missed the NHL, but fortunately, it seems like that was a a thing. All of this in reference to um, a clip that I put out on Twitter. I also shared it in a YouTube video this morning uh, in regards to my, my recap of NHL 23's first roster update, which was drastically, drastically under undercooked i think is the best it, 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 gordon ramsey would consider that update fucking roll it's raw like that i've eaten this it's raw <laughs> i love the clip where he just keeps yelling look at it and his voice keeps breaking yeah look at it look at it you fucking donkey <laughs> i ate here you donut <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, who Dark needs 20 did. minutes of Alex Jones impressions when we can break into Gordon Ramsay three minutes in? There you go. I was yeah. gonna say, God forbid that you you go to you get invited to EA Vancouver again. You're gonna bring a fucking thing of Wonder Bread with you. Look at Ben Ross, put on his face, be like, "What are you?" Eat <laughs> 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 sandwich. I think he'd find that quite funny, to be honest. He's an interesting cat. But again, welcome everybody to another edition of the Tukey Stick Podcast. We are back again to talk about all the events in the hockey world the last couple of days to talk about NHL 23 disappointing the the hell out of us. I mean, well, disappointing Endo, certainly disappointing me. And um, Sin's just living life, (laughs) the smartest of us all. I'm doing it. I'm out here. God, before we get into today's viewer questions and certain topics to hand over the past couple of days, friendly reminder, as always, this show is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. You can go to manscaped.com and use the code TUGI, T-O-U-G-I-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping. Endo, let's, what do you got for us? You got a joke here. I'm intrigued. I just got my health card in the mail because uh, I ordered a new one. And this photo is so fucking old. <laughs> Cause like I updated online, so you know I this is like an audio you. medium, right? For the most mid, part, mid mid YouTube yeah, no, I know. Yeah, we can't see that. You can't see that, bro. It's no. first. It's it's laminated. First of all, it's go- all right. You just look like a bald Don Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> At least my hairline's grown back. That picture quality was the quality of Don Cheadle's fake accent in Oceans. There you go. One more more time. Yeah, that's worse. It's worse. It was glorier. You gotta stop. Interrupted an ad read for our sponsor to have Sin call you a bald Don Cheadle. (laughs) Or a Don Cheadle with hair. Holy (laughs) shit. Oh, God. Do you think Manscaped have ever regretted their decisions? No. There you go. No. 
I think if anything, people remember these ad reads. And then at the end, I just I tell them how great the products are and great for men and women out there. So you ladies out there, get yourself the lawnmower because it's terrific for shaving around the bits. It is the, the bits, trimmer, yeah. bits are very, very important. Code to get check out. I forget the name. 20 percent off the naming. I mean, is, is the top notch part of it, though. You got the lawnmower, the weed whacker, you know, to take care of all the bits. You know, it sounds intimidating to say I'm going to use a lawnmower around my bits. That is true, yeah. But at the same time, it is, in fact, the ultimate trimmer for groin and uh, body grooming in general. Lawnmower 4.0, available on Manscaped. Along with numerous other products that you can check out. Get to... Uh... The body wash is pretty good, too. I, I've been using that a little that bit. As I, was, I was waiting for my uh, um, some, some bar soap to come in from uh, someone else. I hope we get sponsored by at some point. They have great marketing, too. Um yeah, and it smelled, man, it smells kind of good. It reminds me hilariously. It's very reminiscent of this old cologne my dad used to wear when I was a kid. So I was like, wash, I'm like, oh, okay, childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an interesting shower thought to have. You start reminiscing about childhood and, yeah, anyway. And dad smell. And dad smell, yeah. Positive dad smell. Code you want to get rid of that negative dad, dad smell. Manscaped.com. Yeah. Code Don Cheadle. And, uh... <laughs> Oh, shit. Go take it, check out. 20% off. Thank you to Manscaped. Thank you to Don Cheadle. And uh, with that, we'll move on as we do to our viewer questions section linked to the discords in the description. No matter whether or not you're listening to this podcast or watching it, you can leave a question like some of these fine, fine people did. Mm -hmm. Start off with Scroopy Noopers. Question for the podcast. Other than Pickle Rick... Your favorite Rick and Morty episode. That's not even one of my favorites. It just got memed into fucking oblivion. Um, Interventional Cable 1. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the conclusion of, I believe it was season, was it two or three, where Rick season. turns himself in. That was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like, there, it's not often where a, a cartoon could be funny as shit and catch you in the feels, but the timing of that Nine Inch Nails song and just everything in that episode was fantastic. There's so many good episodes, man. Like, but uh, interdimensional cable is just so good because it's it's such a fuck off episode where they just improved everything and then animated to it. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Endo. And then he turned himself to a pickle. Funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I think that joke is funnier than the actual episode. No, but yeah, interdimensional cable is probably like my favorite episode just because of how how spontaneous it was two brothers and they're fighting and then the, <laughs> the meteor and then comes mexican in. armada shows up and <laughs> yeah that's great two brothers. i haven't watched enough of the show to have a favorite it's something that back in the day i started and then i kind of realized like oh it just gets memed so goddamn much yeah, I don't even necessarily have to sit here and basically when when the Szechuan shit happened. Oh wow, yeah. I'm like, okay, eh, what am I really missing out on here? And it's on my list of stuff to go back and eventually watch through. The problem is similar to like a, let's say an, an Always Sunny or The Office. Like it's just been memed and is so heavily ingrained in the pop culture that you can essentially get all of the jokes without yeah. having to watch the entire series. For sure. I do have one to add. It is uh, 
it's kind of a two-parter with the uh the evil morty i forget the names of it but the first one where he's like controlling the rick with his mind and yeah and then the second one when they're like in the uh in the uh, council of rick's the little world and evil morty's like fucking shit up yeah those are those are great episodes too anyway so oh yeah yeah i had to add those you know it's funny because that entire question i'm sure was a setup to get you guys going and you, you didn't do it. I'm shocked. Going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, we're yeah. not doing it. It has <laughs> to come see, like spontaneous. Yeah, it's weird. We only do it when we're playing like chill. Yeah, it, we do it randomly <laughs> just to piss you off, honestly. <laughs> Sitting there oh, like, what the fuck is going on? It doesn't Morty, even piss me off. It's like, like it's boat, said, you Morty, do it. In the, in the spacecraft, Morty. Fucking flying. I don't want to, Rick. Uh, uh, <laughs> putting my foot down. You know, want to put your foot up your ass. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good fucking burp man holy shit you know you say that you do it to annoy me but it just you know it gets me to focus on something other than nhl's gameplay which there you go yeah regardless of what that is no matter what that is for the most part it is pretty positive so i'm okay with that our second question comes from mr steel devil all three of these uh, upcoming questions, too, are hockey-related. Who's your favorite fourth-liner of all time, and why is it John Scott? John Scott's not a fourth-liner. He's an all-star. He's a fucking Rex. AHL, like, first-liner. Correct. There you go. There you go. God, favorite fourth-liners of all time. <sighs> That's tough. That's... I would say was... Scott Thornton, but he, when he was on the Sharks, he was a third-liner, man. Like, he, he was, that was the thing about him, tough as nails and could play. Mm. Man, I don't know. Fourth, I'll have to think about that a sec. For me, there's there's two from the Bruins that, that particularly, um, you know, particularly come to mind. Although, God, for the Bruins, there's actually even more, um, you know, especially, oh, God, around the time that they won the Stanley Cup in terms of the fourth line that they were kind of. Kind of rocking at the time with the likes of Dan Pae, Gregory Campbell, and Sean Thornton. Sean Thornton's, I think he and PJ Stock are my 1A and 1B. And that's only because I met, PJ Stock came, came to my random ass small town at a sporting goods store for an autograph signing when I was like nine. Yeah. And I got to meet PJ Stock. So, I mean, that, you know, you meet a hockey player when you're nine. Oh yeah, you're gonna like that hockey player. That's just how yeah, it works. It's absolutely yeah. Um, I gotta I gotta go with Mark Smith. Like he's just God. I loved him. I've he's brought him up legend. before, and every time Tugi has to look him up, and then he's like, "Oh yeah." He no, used I to, remembered him this time. Yeah, yeah. Five ten, fought anyone, had his hair dyed crazy, plays music. He would like at even when he was on the Sharks, he'd be playing gigs around like the Bay Area. Used to like Just play guitar living and, your dream and what blow a on a djembe at the same time. Fucking legend. God, I need to. Um, I think for wait, did I say djembe? A didgeridoo. Sorry, djembe is a goddamn hand drum. We'll never forgive you for that mistake. I, I don't forgive yeah. myself as a drummer. I feel awful. <laughs> Endo, what do you Ew. got? Oh, I was going to say, um, Who's that little short fuck who like revived his career with the Toronto Maple Leafs as of recently? Uh, Used to play for the Wild, got bought out of his contract, was a fourth liner, was fucking insane. I don't know if he's uh, on the Leafs. I feel like you should know him. Well, right. he was on the Leafs for a bit, and then he oh. went to then he went to Ottawa. Then from Ottawa, he went to Tyler Ennis. Yeah, Tyler Ennis. What a or fucking Nathan news. Kirby. 
Gerby didn't play Tyler for the Leafs, unfortunately. Just Tyler retired, Ennis, though, Nathan Gerby. We yeah. miss you. Nathan Gerby, uh, who I believe took up a role within the the organization with the Blue Jackets. I believe so. Um, and the fourth one's Joel Ward. Mm, that's a good What Was he? Yeah. I, was he a fourth liner? He was a fourth liner. liner. He had like 20 goals. He was too good to be. On the Sharks, he was not a fourth liner. You sure about that? I'm 100% sure. He, I mean, he played with Logan Couture at times, like in that Sharks lineup. I consider well, I mean, him that a, Sharks a, team wasn't that good sometimes. So the fuck you talking about? They made the cup. Did they win the cup? You need to lick my taint. No. You got my address? Just, no. You got my address? Pull up. Nah. Pull up. Yeah, I do have your address, bitch. I'll see you in a week. Uh, no, but we yeah, have, yeah. I mean, Joel Ward was like, we put up 35. It was like a 35 point score. Yeah, I consider I him like, like maybe third, fourth, maybe. Yeah, like I'd say he's middle six, maybe bottom six. I wouldn't consider him fourth liner. Like, Joel, Joel Ward was sick. He's from North York. Damn. Mm-hmm. Ray Ontario. Yay. I was looking up. I was guy. looking up Mark Smith's uh, hockey DB or not hockey DB hockey fights, actually. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that guy fought a lot. His fight against Sean Avery is epic. One of the most epic tilts of all time. Dude, the, the junior leagues were something different back in the day, by the way. 1997, oh, yeah. 98. He had 13 fights in the WHL. <laughs> <laughs> yep man oh, i used to yeah, celebrate like fighting one, especially like in the dub engine. the dub was such a tough ass league that's where like bogard came from i think um gin like saint george or whatever or something george. george thank you cougars Prince george cougars yeah, yeah 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 and him and him and summerfield would fight all the time old summerfield pitter <laughs> pitter patter let's get at her it's bogard and summerfield Nice. We'll go to RG Dust here. Can you rank the reverse retros, both 1.0 and 2.0, and make a big list of worst and best? No! No, no we can't. <laughs> but we can so. talk about uh, the NHL reverse retros 2.0 that were revealed today. I did, from my side of things, I put out a uh, about a 40-minute long mini-podcast, essentially, uh, talking about those jerseys, comparing them. I basically did that video idea uh, that's already out there from my thoughts specifically. Uh, at this stage, you know, um, there are there's a lot of good, I'd, I'd say, for 2.0. There's a lot of bad. I am very much eyeing up a Bruins literally at this moment, but they're two hundred and sixty fucking dollars on the goddamn Bruins? Pro Shop website. Oh, man. It's the reason why I don't have any uh, reverse retro 1.0s. Man, they're fucking expensive and they always come out around like, oh, yeah, October, November. It's like, yeah, that's the time where everyone else has free spending money. Hooray. Hey, man, um, get rid of that escrow. God, yeah. So, Endo, I'll ask you first your thoughts. I don't know if you want to do like your favorite, your least favorite, like your general thoughts about 2.0. Just reverse retros. Go. All right, I'll give you the good, the bad, the ugly. I'll be very, very short and simple with it. So, the good, the hmm, Arizona Coyotes one, beautiful. Dallas Stars one, pretty decent, pretty decent, not going to lie. The bad. Uh, I'm going to say both Detroit and Chicago's are absolutely asinine because they both went, hey, you know, take my homework, but just kind of like copying a little bit. And I know like we went from having like a white 
uh, Red Wings, like a white uh, and gray uh, Red Wings jersey last year to like now trying something out with the black and red. And it was an effort. It was an attempt. But I don't think it worked the way people really expected it to. I think if they kept it instead of being like a black base and made it like a white base, it would have worked a lot better. Um, and then for Chicago, Chicago's is just like, no, no, no bueno. You could have done something I... with, the, with the shoulder patch, with the tomahawk a little bit there. That would have been a lot. That would have been really, really cool. But it's just like Chicago. Like, okay. what? what I would what? buy it. If you didn't like when you zoom in on that Chicago jersey, it looks like the regular standard Chicago logo is subliminated onto the lo- onto the jersey itself. Uh, meaning that you couldn't uh, undo the stitching to take it off. Uh, otherwise, I would buy it. You know, get me a Chicago jersey. It doesn't have, uh, you know, a, a character, uh, a, a caricature, uh, you know, a face on it. That's, you know, that's all I'm asking You're really going to die in that hill, aren't you? I am. I am. Mm-hmm. I don't currently own a Chicago jersey. I'd like to own one, but uh, they just can't help themselves. Power to the people. Uh, yeah. Game stuff. Uh, and then like (laughs) and then there's like one that's really like the the leaf one was pretty decent i'm not gonna lie the leaf one was like it was really nice to see a big homage in 1962 you know the year we won the cup maybe let's make that a regular jersey make that like the inverse of the white regular jersey there were some of them that were like pretty decent and then some that were like eh and then there weren't really like any big massive like what the hell is this? I mean the blues one was like based on a prototype, which was pretty cool. Um I think the one that was kind of like what the hell is this is like the the storm one that the the lightning put out. Mhm. Looks like a fucking like Hot Wheels like car strapping on the side with the rain and the thunder and all that. I mean I mean it's it, I guess it's not ugly. It's not pretty. It's just kind of like uh. Tampa's is pretty goddamn horrendous. It's it's one yeah. of my my least favorite of the group. I think Florida's bad. Detroit's bad. Columbus and Winnipeg's are abysmal. Oh my god! Um, I love Columbus's shit. <laughs> oh, I think I think it's maybe the worst jersey of the bunch. Huh? Maybe oh, maybe I'd put Detroit Columbus. below it. But I, I, I can't stand it. But hey, perfect time, Sin. Take over. Your thoughts. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, I have a top three. Um, the Florida jerseys, incredible. Absolutely mm. flawless. They are beautiful. Uh, the color scheme is great. Um, I love the what they did with the logo. I, I, honestly, I think that's my favorite. Close second, uh, the Habs. Love what they did with it. I I, I don't know. For some, it's, it's the kind of... The, the baby blue, but they did. They did it really good. It is. They did it really good. I, I hated the Jets when they did it. Their baby blue was awful. But these two, they they contrasted it really well. Um, and I gotta say, the Oilers won. Oilers won for sure. I, I really like the Oilers. They they did a good job with that little oil drop, whatever the hell they call it. I don't know. Um, and it, it's almost like mechanized. Like part, it's it kind of looks like kind of mechanized, and I like that. Um, I like what they did that honorable mentions. Um, I, the blue jackets one. I like the scheme on that one. I looks like there's like stars down the sleeve. I can't see the end. I don't know how that looks. And that might be a little awkward. Um, two other honorable mentions is the Bruins one. 
Runes! Oh! Um, and then like the little, like the lightning bolt lines on it is dope. And uh, the coyotes are an honorable mention, of course. Yeah, the 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 off and probably the ducks. You, you gotta love that old ducks logo. But it, it's kind of the same as what it was, or similar to an alternate that they had. The ones that I hate, Calgary, just for that bottom bit, it's fucking god awful. Um, Canes can suck it. Uh, I never like that. Um, Chicago and Detroit's are abysmal too, and. I think those are the only ones I really, really hate. I'm scrolling through again just to uh, see some others that I just completely despise. But well, yeah, while, the, you, while you do that, I'll mention. Really hate. You know, these are incredibly blues polarizing. ones are awful too. Blues ones are just terrible. Yeah, like the concept itself is incredibly polarizing. You know, like for example, you're like, hey, I love the Florida ones. I hate them. <laughs> I think they're really. Terrible. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Can I? Can I hear? I, I don't think the blue works at all with the red and the yellow huh. and the collar. I just I don't think it comes together well at all. I love it. I, I think just think great. it's a mishmash of colors. Well, I mean, Florida is a mishmash of colors. But <laughs> fair enough. But <laughs> like I said, like and that's okay. Like it's just that idea of a lot of these are, you know. Some people are going to love them. Some people are going to hate them. Like, I look at, like, the Islanders and the Rangers jerseys. I think both of them are terrible. Ottawa's jersey, I think, is terrible. There's a lot of bad ones in here for me. Then there's a lot of teams where it's like, okay, Toronto wins my Islanders award from the first reverse retro because it's a good jersey, but it doesn't fit the fucking theme at all. Yeah. So, like, Toronto's jersey is fine. Perfectly fine. They have no options. I got got a good one that they should have done. Um... I've, I've, I will die on this hill. They should be doing something in regards to the Canada Cup in 19, what, 19, was it, 86 Canada Cup when they had it in Canada? And that, like, I oh, we talked the Canada about it before Cup on, in this, on the show. Crazy. The Canada Cup. You know, the Leafs are Canada's Canada? team and they love to tout, you know, for a good, like, solid 10 years, like, yeah, we're Canada's team. It's like we had a commemorative night for, you know, uh, this, the, the summit, like, two weeks ago whatever the whatever the fuck it was and they had like they came out in like canada jerseys and like remembering like everyone who played in the summit like just keep it up just do something in the mods of that have it like with the canada like striping like the the half leaf and have it say leafs on it like do something like that like toronto yeah, have it say leafs diagonally across the chest because that hasn't been done yet hmm. <laughs> well in the way that it's done on this thing not yet not yet no fuck the canes not, not like not like this I'm talking like for not like a cross, just like not that. Like, like this. Half, we're not like, talking about this. We're talking, we're talking about, about this. this. Like just we're half. Not, it, like, talking about game. The bottom half is the leaf, right? Practice. And then like on top of that, and it just came down on the bubble. The wicked witch of the east, bro. The wicked witch. Oh fuck! <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> You're gonna get me to tell me I'm wrong. God. So I'll I'll say this really quickly because we talked about. Uh, the Leafs, like I said, I, I made a video going through the entirety of them. The two right now that I'm really banking on buying are the Bruins and the Canucks, actually. I really do like the Canucks. Hmm. We haven't talked about the Sharks. And my thought, Seals. the back of the Sharks jersey is a gigantic chef's kiss. The front, I get the idea that that's what the Seals jerseys were, and it just says Seals. If you had a Sharks logo on that jersey instead of just the word mark that said sharks 10 out of 10 Hmm. i think they just missed i think you needed a sharks logo on it because 
it's back. not even like it's the idea of like reverse retro right throwback but making it modern like I just think if if you didn't like truly follow it and just like have it say sharks, if you slapped a logo on there, it would have been ten out of ten. Hmm. How do you feel about that jersey in a general sense? Since it is essentially a carbon copy of what we saw yeah. back in the day. I don't know. It's just boring to me. Hmm. Sharks. I don't know. It's like it's okay. Uh. I don't know. It's just kind of boring. Like, I yeah. think, yeah, I, I'm with you. They could have done more. It's just, it's, it's forgettable for me. I'm like, I don't need to have it. It's fair enough. So, like One I said, thing, it, you know, in, in kind of lieu of just being like, okay, what do you think about Buffalo? What do you think about Calgary? I mean, I suppose we could have done that, but. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah. At the same time, by the time you get to team 17, it's like, eh, well, what are you going to do? Like I said, my video's out there. Feel free to ask an endo. Uh, their thoughts on, on the Twitters, of course, or wherever else. Endo, what's up? Two things. One, the the Flyers are wearing Cooperalls in their warm-ups. That's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I don't care. And number two, the the Sharks better be wearing white skates when they bring out the Golden Seals jerseys. I believe they are. No, I think I yeah. thought the, all the Sharks players legit said they wouldn't weren't going to do that. There's multiple really? of them that said, fuck that. I'm pretty sure Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson said no. Whatever. Just slap <laughs> some I mean, skate skins on choice, there. Though. Yeah. I think you it think was like they were asked in an interview. Yeah. I think uh, it was Shang Peng asked them and they were like, no, <laughs> we don't want white skates. You know, whether you like it or not, there goes your game check. Yeah. Right. So Hopefully. it'll be just like the past. The owner says, fuck you, wear them and people have to wear them. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what choice do you get? Like, if they Very say, hey, true. we're wearing white skates with these, what are you going to do? Not? Like, you're gonna it's not, not even worth you're the fight. Just wear the skates. So. Like I said, feel free to hit those two up. Again, my video is out there talking all about the reverse retros. I uh, do want to mention our final question here. This one comes from Broken Wheelchair. Who should be the most concerned about their start to the season and which team shouldn't? So, in a general hmm. sense, essentially, it's, hey, assess the standings as of today. What do you think? And as of today, there are still four teams with perfect records, 100% point percentage, which is Dallas, Carolina, Calgary, St. Louis. Obviously, no one's going to stay close to perfect. But, you know, that idea of essentially who shouldn't feel concerned about the start of their season. I mean, teams that were expected to be good that have been good so far. Carolina, Calgary. You know, they're, they're going to continue on the trend. It's not that exciting yeah. to talk about. But then wow, you talk Tampa. about the teams at the bottom who should be the most concerned. Um, You know, bottom six teams right now includes Tampa. I don't think they have to be concerned. Like, even if they miss the playoffs this year, who gives a fuck? You've, you made the cup final three years in a row and you won two of them. It's fine. Yeah. Vancouver has to be. It's, Vancouver yes. is my top. Like that's the top yeah. one because it's not only that they're o three and one; it's the manner in which they lost those games, blowing right. multiple goal leads multiple times. I think like all three four out of, games. All four. They, Holy yes. shit! All I four was, like, games now, and that was going to be one of our talking points later on. All four games they had multi goal leads, so at least two nothing. Yeah, and lost all four games. First team you know, never do that. Yeah, San Jose does nice. not need to be concerned. Stay the course, motherfuckers. Stay the course. Sell Reimer at the deadline, baby. Sell Luke Coonan when he has 50 points at the deadline. Because <laughs> he's going to be the only one fucking sky. Anyway, I can't wait. Give me a bedard, please. So, 
Columbus, moderate concern. They should be better than 1-3-0, but it's early. Anaheim, same thing. Minnesota's 0-3 so far. They've allowed 20 goals in three games. Pretty Yikes. rough. Yeah. I, it's Minnesota and Vancouver as as the 1-2 with, with Vancouver at the top of that list for sure. I mean, yeah. you know, freaking Bruce, there it is. Bruce, there it goes. There he goes at this rate. Like, that's that's a fan base that is not going to stand for yeah, it's, it's hard this to say level this. of ineptitude for too long. Because like Ottawa and New Jersey only have three games played, so it's like can, it's hard to judge this early. But yeah, for sure. Uh, New Jersey, yeah, if they they lose another one, man, I would be concerned if I was them. You're supposed to be getting towards the playoffs at this point. And Ottawa, I mean, if they lose another couple games too, it's like yeah, they're still Ottawa. But you did so much in the off season that everyone loved. You're supposed to be on the up and up, essentially. I think like that's why you got Giroux. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I think no, it's I... a little too early to judge too heavily. Yes. I mean, you know, in terms of games played, the least is two for St. Louis. The most is five for a couple of teams. So. San Jose, 0-5. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, as always, we uh, thank you guys for sending in your questions. Uh, before we get to kind of going to, to the day-by-day, there were two kind of big talking points. Uh, the first being, let's go with the Greg Bashinsky one, uh, mentioning that the NHL put out a, a statement. Uh, it's U.S. female fan base grew faster than any other league at uh, plus 4.9 million, an increase of 30%, according to a research firm from 2009 to 2011, four out of 10 us NHL fans are women. Yeah, that is incredibly promising for the NHL. Just don't continue to drop the ball with all the other shit you got going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly evident with all the Twitter accounts are popping up on my feeds. Like Dude, I think thirst. it's fantastic. It's yeah. awesome. The Mits, it's like, awesome. It's ridiculous. If we can shout out another podcast, Mitts and Chicks, three you know young girls who are doing a hockey podcast, which is kick ass. Um, and I think a huge part of it's come in the last few years, especially um, from 09 to twenty one. Like these last few years, especially it when fan cams, fan cams went a long oh, way. Yeah. And I know so many people hated them, but it's like they're promoting better than NHL is. Like, they're marketing to new places better than the NHL is. Like, this is a good thing. I don't care if it annoys you and your delicate sensibilities and your, you know, your insecurities <laughs> as a man. Fucking who cares? You know who looks great with glitter? Kale McCarr. I learned I that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's, I love it. I love the, because it's, again, it's new promotions reaching new audiences. That's how you're supposed to market. And that's fantastic. <laughs> And there's a lot of young girls and young women too getting into this sport, and that's fan- and that's great. And again, NHL stopped dropping the ball with all the uh, you know sexual assault shit, so you don't drive them away. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you guys remember when like I think it was like last year or something when that one dude was like an, an NHL ambassador or something like that? It was like a TikToker. Can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. everyone was kind of like, mm, yeah. "Hey, yo, what the fuck?" And then like, we, no one heard anything of him ever since. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, what happened with that? He was like a lightning and guy. That's what I'm couple... asking. That's what I'm asking you guys the question. Like, yeah, what happened? Was, to him? Uh, Josh Richards. I know he did a bunch of stuff with like Barstool. Like immediately after he got the signing. Like, oh well, that I don't know there. what. There you like, go. That'll kill it. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> No, but like I don't know what happened to him. He, he was like pushed as his face, and everyone was like, 
Ayo, what is this like sparkly, like teen, typical like hockey boy looking muffa? And then like everyone just started roasting him for his like his his past playing hockey, and apparently he wasn't that good at like he was like good to play like junior, but like wasn't like good good. And people say it wasn't satisfactory enough. Oh well, but like I was always wondering like what happened to him because they were like really pushing for that. I mean like you're gonna bridge the ties between the youth, and then we have like girls young young females and women making like fan cams and probably doing like 10 times better job than that dude did by twirling a stick and walking out to grittying and being like why are you always in a mood walking around what you can't do like i don't like it's crazy how like the most resources you could probably get are from people just doing it as like for fun mm-hmm. yeah oh, yeah <laughs> i have nothing else to add to that uh the other <laughs> Uh, the other major talking point, minor, major, uh, the NHL essentially speculating that the salary cap could go up by at least $4 million, uh, heading into the 2023-24 season. Interesting. That's a That's pretty a big jump once it, you know, as it gets back on track. That is a pretty big jump. That's like a third of Austin Matthews' Arizona Coyotes contract. Yeah. And uh, it gets distracted by the at the worst possible time for us, but that's okay. Yeah, sorry. What was that? I was dealing with women. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing. Salary cap might no. go up by four million. Oh, yeah, great, yeah. Right? Austin yeah. Matthews to the Oath. Yeah. Give it, give it. This is like the year we have to like convince uh, like uh, the million dollar half Latino man to stay in the um, with the Leafs. And I doubt it's going to happen. Latino man. <laughs> is that too oh, long for a title? That's what he is. Just use the dollar sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Million dollars. Oh, so so we'll we'll do million uh dollar million sign and then one oh, okay. half, even though it's only yeah. one character shorter. Yeah. Million dollar sign half Latino man. There we go. We got yeah. an episode title. Unless something's <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like, we don't would... know yet for sure. Yeah. Like, if the salary cap's actually going to go up and the ramifications of that. I'm intrigued, though, if it does go up by $4 million in one shot. Like, how is that dispersed? Is it just the star players making more money? Or do you see, like, lower-level guys getting paid a little bit more? Because I just see it going to, like, almost a course correction of star players getting paid even more. I don't know. I feel I like mean... there's... In a lot of ways, there's no more middle class in the NHL, and that's happening kind of everywhere. No more middle class anywhere, baby. I know, I know. But, like, where, where are the guys, like, there's not a whole lot, like, making those middle class bucks and $3 million. Right. Third line is making $3 million. Like, nah, you're, you're, you're getting guys league minimum and putting them in, you know, third line roles at times. Mm, like, yeah. even fourth line. You, don't, you, don't, you used to not pay league minimum for fourth liners. Like... Those were depth or veterans mm-hmm. you know, home hometown discounts like, you know, one mil and now one point five for, for fourth liners. Now instead, Nick Delorier gets paid one point seven five for four years. <laughs> oh, that's the term. It's the term for me. Mm. Good for him, though. Get paid. I mean, Philadelphia, you know, you got that it's working Delorier contract. It is working. You got uh, seven million dollar third liner JVR. I love $7 million third liner JVR. That's a, that's a good one, too. Yeah. 
damn it. We'll talk about Philly here very soon. Uh, let's actually get into talking about some of the games that happened, some of the more uh, standout moments. The uh, New York Rangers played the Anaheim Ducks on Monday, beat him 6-4. to four. Mika Zibanejad with another two-goal game. He has four on the season. Um, John Gibson and the Ducks have been bad, especially that defense. You know, we kind of talked about it last episode. How it's already looking kind of rough. It's getting even worse, but don't worry. He still has a 90 overall in NHL. 23. So John, let's Gibson. not mention NHL for your sanity. NHL, it'll, it'll be just fine. Don't worry about it. All right, cool. <laughs> for your sanity, let's mention the Coyotes beating the Leafs. <laughs> they made Arbor Jack guy a six foot two. <laughs> just go oh, off. God. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Uh, when yeah. the, I mean, the last game that I went to go see them was when they last played the Yotes in Toronto. And that's when, you know, disaster struck. Mrazek um, died on the ice, essentially. Um, Chalgren was brought in and they lost the game in overtime over a questionable call and mm. no back check from Austin Matthews. Um, mm. They didn't show up. That's it. That the, the other thing I was going to say, another slow start. How many slow starts until you have to, like, you know, do something about it? Also, D- but for 20 years now, they set a record for 20 years of getting at least a point in Scotiabank Arena. Air Canada Center. Remember Toronto the has not beaten the Arizona slash Phoenix Coyotes in Toronto in regulation since October 17th of 2002. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, y- that's y'all not laugh. a good stat. Y'all, y'all laugh. We suck against them. We stuck against the uh, the Sabers when we play against them and their in their arena. Uh, who else we stuck against? The entire league, uh, mm-hmm. Game Sevens in particular. Um, yeah, uh, Sheldon Keith had some like very like harsh words uh, after the press conference, and the media went fucking nuts here. Uh, he said essentially the lines of the Arizona Coyotes and the Toronto Leafs are different. The Toronto Leafs have elite players. They just didn't play. Essentially the same thing. They basically said like Arizona didn't need to have elite players to beat us because our elite players didn't even show up at all. And Toronto media is like, is Sheldon Keefe going off the bandwagon? Is he going crazy? Have the players lost faith? It's like, of course he's going to call out his fucking team. You're getting blown out against people who are going for Bedard, Michkov, uh, Michkov, Jaeger, and other players. Like, mm-hmm. of course he's going to go and say that. And then... Obviously, he's going to go back to his team and say, you know, get your shit together. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, not only is my job on the line, your job's on the line and fucking Dubas' job is on the line as well. Um, I feel like there's a lot of extra tension in that locker room. But at the same time, you know, uh, the day after uh, there was a lot of press conference meetings after the practice saying, oh, like, you know, it's just we're adults. We're, we're not children. We've been in the league for like, what, four or five, six years. Some of us like, like mm-hmm. they're, they're, bench, they're, they're essentially veterans on that team. There's not a lot of young guys on that squad anymore. And they know they need to be accountable for their mistakes and, you know, pick shit up when they have to. And yeah. Another thing too, is people were flaming, uh, Mitch Martin over hitting the gritty in a practice in fucking practice. Calm, calm the fuck calm the fuck down talk about practice right not in the game practice gritty like, hitting the what get the uh, gritty you know the the no, gritty he doesn't he no i don't the internet 
It's you know, it's a stupid it dance move that EA spent all the resources to put into NHL instead of actually fixing, you know, uh, franchise mode, um, you know, all that stuff. Don't okay. worry about it. It's fine. TikTok's I, and TikTok. I, TikTok yeah, dance. It's a TikTok um, dance on the YouTubes. You know, they dance good and like for that. Mitch. Have, and fun, like have fun, buddy. They... Yeah. Have fun because you ain't winning shit there. He is the God. I love Mitch Marner. He is so fucking yeah. cool and talented. And he got his defensive game gets me hard now. Um, I have a question. Do you think that the Leafs played down? You think? I'm asking you. Do you think that the Leafs played down? I don't watch them as much as you do. Do you think they played down to opponents? Okay. Of course. Is like, that like a you... coaching thing or just part of them? Because I remember the Sharks would do that, but it was often like a coaching thing from McClellan at the time who would like legit stuff other people into the lineup when they, we played shit teams. Like he would fucking change the lineup against shit teams. I mean, he's been pushing a lot more with Justin Hall and like Jake Muzzin when like they have a lower team out there to like get them more ice and get them more reps. I mean, it's blowing up in their face. Um, I remember Mike Babcock had a, a system as controversial as he is. He had a system in place um, for winning games per week. It's that within a certain block, he want he his plan was to, like get a certain amount of points. So then, like if you have a if you have a lesser game, you'll like play harder and then all that, so you can get your points for the week. Kind of like mini goals within the season that reach their yeah. kind of status of like, oh, we need maybe like ninety points again to the playoffs this year. All right, we're going to break it down. Here's the games that you need to like really put big emphasis into. Kind of. mm, okay. And I guess it kind of blew up in their face over here, too. Like the game when I went to go see them play, like Wayne Simmons scored, Ilya Mikhaev scored, like guys who are bottom six, like top nine, barely. Like those guys are the ones getting all the goals. And it seems like the guys who are really supposed to be out there and, you know, they're, they're key guys are kind of just lounging back and letting, you know, other guys get the goals instead of them scoring. Mm. It seems like they only really turn on the Jets when, things are really down in the red on the third period. And that's kind of been a leaf mentality for four years. years. Yeah. Not even, not even then. Like it, they've always been a third period team. Um, even like back to like before the, the rebuild. Before well, 2013, game. they weren't exactly. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. Team, were they? I, I'd that's say what I was saying. Like they were, they were a third period team when it mattered. And when it mattered, they didn't show up. As well, I mean, there was the called off hand pass goal in that game. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, ah, fuck it. Don't go down 2 nothing to the Coyotes. Uh, and Jake Muzzin is on injured reserve now out for an unknown amount of time. Yeah, that's right. Playing the first four games of the year. So Matt Murray's already out injured. Muzzin's out injured. Luyagrin and Ben started the regular season out injured. Looking good for that defense and goaltending so far. <laughs> Hey, I still don't get why they went the route they did with goaltending. I, I expressed that in the last one. I won't reiterate it, but um, it's already proving my point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Boston Bruins beat the Florida Panthers 5-3 to three on Monday. Jake DeBrusque with two goals. You're damn right. David Posternock uh, made everyone question why Mark Stahl is still in the league as he <laughs> just absolutely destroyed him, and David Posternock is going to get paid you know that four million dollars in extra cap? There you go, David. It's all you, buddy. Well, Congratulations. Yeah, it, is it gonna be for the Bruins though? Can they f- stop fucking around? Guys got eight points in four games. Just fuck. So yeah. Um, the Montreal Canadiens beat the Pittsburgh Penguins three to two in overtime. Despite my typo, that it says twenty to three. 
Um, Suzuki, Caulfield, Doc all scored for the Habs. Malkin had both Penguins goals. Uh, the most important thing was, I believe, after this game is when uh, all of us, you know, our lives changed forever. When uh, previously mentioned Arbor Jackeye revealed what his nickname is in the locker room, which is Wi-Fi. Because his hmm. name looks like a bunch of typed in stuff for a Wi-Fi password. Hey, it does. It does. <laughs> Whoever came up with that in that locker room. <laughs> Better be alongside PK Subban on an analyst desk when their career's over, because that Nick is, Suzuki. That is beautiful. <laughs> That's Captain Material right there. If it wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Canucks lost to Washington six to four. Obi got his first two goals of the year. Um, we talked about the Canucks already, and we will again soon. But uh, worth noting for the Caps, two things. First and foremost, Connor Brown out long term with a lower body injury, which sucks for them because he's a great player. Yep. And Evgeny Kuznetsov uh, picked up a one game suspension, uh, not necessarily off of this. It's just more so um, th- this happened. God, what game did this happen in? It was. Um, no, it was. Yeah, it was. It was uh, in this game against the Canucks on Monday. God, Monday feels like forever ago. Uh, basically, he got mad. He got big mad. And mad. baseball swung his stick at Vancouver's Kyle Burrows. Yeah. And hit him in the face. Oh, how's that one he, game? One game. What the fuck? One game, $42,000. One game. That's it? Or- yeah, yep. George. Welcome Peros back, everybody, like, to the period. NHL regular season, and George Peros being in charge. This fucking this fucking league. That's insane that he only gets one game for two handing someone in the face. Mm-hmm. And then, oh man, Cod- Codry it's... got a penalty for Jordan P- Bennington swinging his stick at his face. Yep. I mean, if you guys yeah. haven't seen the play, um, in a couple I'm looking of days, it up right I now because holy yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, I, I looked at it like earlier. Twitter. It's um it's bad. Yep. Yep, like he gets this minor extra shove and then just baseball swings and hits the dude right in the mouth it looked like. <laughs> One game. I I don't have anything else to add really because it all it goes along with is look, like I said, this is this is our, you know, my, my third season with this podcast. You know, it's the second season for you two here. And even when it was when it was DJ and I on this show, that was such a consistent talking point was just holy shit. The the officiating, how suspensions are handed out, like just absolute nonsense. Silly garbage is the best way to sum it up. I think it's yeah. Yeah, pretty, pretty bad. Pretty goddamn bad. Uh, Sid, like, I don't know if you have anything to add about it or Endo either, but yeah. That's pretty gross. That's bad. Oh, and then he hits him after he's down, too. Yeah. What yep. the He fuck? knows he's down, too, and he does the, the shove. I've seen that happen. In fucking he's like, what did I do? Boom, and then hits him. What the fuck? How is that? I don't get this league. Star player, That's, baby. I'm so glad That's I'm a beer Twitter, league man. antic right there, too. Speaking of beer league, I'll get to that story at the end of the podcast, but I have a fuck. I have a story to tell you guys. Holy crap. But yeah, this is this is typical. It, it's essentially like uh like everyone says the meme is like spin the wheel, but it's it's literally just like spin the wheel and just spin it, and it just says lol get fucked. Like 
it's it's ridiculous. Like, and then like the P the player association is probably advocating for lesser sentences anyways, because they're always in the rights of the players. But like, the guy just got like two handed right in the right in the mouth. Like, how is that like only one game? That's stupid. Because the league doesn't care. It's been very clear. So and that's I'm not going to get angry at people it. People asking for more money like. That's I, I think that's the reason why people are asking for more money for contracts and stuff like that. And like, people aren't willing to take a l- less money because they realize, all right, I'm in for it for myself. I'll just take as much money as I can. And it puts the owner's situation owners in a situation as well. comes to cap reasons. Oh, so Coke's one hell of a drug. That too. Uh, the LA Kings beat the Detroit Red Wings five to four. Two goals for Philip Dano in the overtime winner. David Perron scored two goals. I believe the uh, second and third of the year for Detroit. Uh, but the big talking point for the Red Wings uh, forward Yaka Verana was announced that he has uh, entered the NHL's player assistant program, assistance program, which, uh, so yeah, on one hand, the NHL can do uh, silly nonsense garbage. On the other, uh, you know, having this resource available and we're seeing players actively take up the opportunity to step away, get the help that they might need to get. Um, and yeah, I mean, pretty much only yeah. sum it up as best wishes to Jakob Verana and yeah, whatever's going on best. with him. It's not worth speculating, but no, I just want him well. And I hope he and his family will be well. Yeah. So an indefinite period of time there and, uh, taking care of the more important things as opposed to a sport. The yeah. Colorado Avalanche beat the Minnesota wild six to three. The Avs had six different goal scorers. Kaprizov scored two for the wild, Kind of like we talked about earlier, mentioning the Wild in the same vein as the Canucks. They got to figure that out. It's only a couple games into the season, but their defense and goaltending have been terrible. Yeah, and they allowed a lot be. of goals in the other games, too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Oof. they've um... look up their differential because <laughs> I, I, I think it's like going to be probably minus 10 by this point. Yeah, I think it's over that, if I'm not mistaken. Woo! <laughs> All right, let well, me, let's see here. So they're they're right, goalies. I have, I have it right here. Okay. All right, let's do it. over under ten. What do you think, Endo? For Minnesota's oh, differential. Over. Tuki says over. Endo says over. You're both wrong. It's actually oh, minus fuck. eight. It's minus wow. eight. Yeah, so they've gotten goals with it. Um well, you know why I'm surprised. Bonus I'm question. Surprised. Which which team do you think has the worst differential? It's Vancouver. It's gotta be. Well, it's gotta Endo. be. It's Vancouver well, no, or wait. what? Ooh. The worst differential out of everyone. I don't. Mm. I don't think it's Vancouver. I don't think oh. it is either. I want to say like Columbus. I want. I don't know. I'll go Columbus. Sharks. I don't think the Sharks. That makes sense. <laughs> minus eleven for the Sharks. Columbus is at minus eight with Minnesota. Vancouver's at minus six, which is impressive considering they had multi-goal leads every time. Yeah. So for Minnesota, the reason why I was wondering is because um, two games played a piece. Philip Gustafson for Minnesota, 5-1-1 goals against average with an 860 save percentage. Marc-Andre Fleury, an 8-4-6 goals against average with a 7-7-6 save percentage. Woo. So that's why I had presumptions about um, about Minnesota. Uh, reminder for the Sharks, James Reimers played three of their five games and still has a 919 save percentage despite yeah. having a league worst goal differential. He's so, so fucking good. We're going to get a first for him at the deadline. 
I, I refuse to not talk up James Reimer. Any chance he I get, I will be. take it's, it. It's disgusting, like how good, how solid he's been career wise, and how he keeps just getting these like one B roles when he's clearly a one A or bona fide starter. Uh, last two games on Monday, Stars beat the Jets. Nothing crazy there, and the Canes fucking stepped on the Seattle Kraken. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, Devils beat the Ducks. Finally got some offense going. That was their first win of the year for the Devils. The Ottawa Senators beat the Boston Bruins 7-5. to <laughs> um, It was back-to-back games, I believe, for the Bruins. I mentioned them playing the Panthers. And, uh, yeah, the Bruins, it was it was rough. Swayman wasn't good enough. Just in general, the team wasn't good enough. They were down 3 nothing. They tied it at 3-3. And that, like, basically just craziness from the Sens uh, mm-hmm. for the Bruins' first loss of the year. Good note for the uh, for the Bruins. Matt Grizzlick's coming back. He'll He's finally healthy and ready to go. Good news for the Sens. Uh, they had a counted attendance of 19,811 people at Damn. that stadium for that game. Wow. So they were uh, they were over capacity. <laughs> Their capacity is listed at uh, 18,600. So a 106% capacity sellout for the Sens, which is great news. Great to see. Yeah, Again, we kind of good. talked about that all offseason, the hype level for that team right now. It's yeah. nice. Good, good job, Melnick sisters. Right? <laughs> <laughs> let that team actually be a team yeah speaking of teams that are just a team uh the blue jackets beat the canucks 4-3 in overtime for their first win of the year Bo horvat had two goals for vancouver but again this was the canucks fourth game with a multi-point lead and their fourth loss on the season brutal history making yeah record-breaking uh, the Flyers beat the Lightning 3-2. to two. It pushed Philadelphia to 3-0 and on the season. Stamkos did get two goals and has six on the year already, but the Philadelphia Flyers 3-0. and Carter Hart, baby. Carter Hart. Mm-hmm. Carter Hart in the short system, baby. The way to do it. Leading the fantasy charge. And not leading the fantasy charge, the Sharks, who lost to the Islanders 5-2. They are now 0-5 on yeah. the season. Yeah, but you know what? Bright note, Wallstrom two goals, <clears throat> better than Caulfield. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> the race is back on. Uh, the race is back on. Um, sharks are uh, sharks are going to get uh, Connor Bernard. <clears throat> they need to, please. I, just, I don't ask for much, hockey gods. Please, just give me this one thing. Now, I'll propose this to you. Yeah. Sharks get Connor Bernard, but they don't win a cup with them. And they have Fuck to you. hold on, hold on. So you get Connor Bedard <laughs> as a Sharks fan. Yeah. But you have to agree in this deal with the devil that if they don't win a cup with Bedard, the franchise gets moved. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I don't give a fuck. They could be wherever they want. Maybe it would relieve me. Yeah, I don't care. Move them. At that point, like, okay, <laughs> they unfortunately did not win with Marlowe and with Thornton. If they if also the guard, waste Bedard, yeah. if they were yeah. to get him and they also waste him, just be like, ah, fuck it, move him to Houston. Yeah, fold the franchise. Don't even, don't even move him. Just end it. Fold them, and so they can expand because they get money for that. The league gets money <laughs> for that. Oh man, <laughs> fold the fucking franchise if we get Bedard and don't win a cup. Straight up. <laughs> we're Bedard gonna to relocate them. 
What do you if you fold them, we're going to relocate them. That's the question. No, as no, it would just be a different team pops up anywhere. New, like the Sharks expansion legacy dies. Yeah, a new expansion team comes because that way they have to pay the league money. Oh, so Quebec. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Probably. Quebec's no. never getting <laughs> another like, You're team. like, yeah. And it's just like, no. Quebec is never <laughs> getting another team. The duality of NHL with... fans in a, right here. <laughs> Canada is not getting another pro team. There's just simply not enough people there. Hamilton will get a team, you know. Saskatoon. Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, All they're from Saskatoon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Was that from Grown Ups or something? That one dude at the water park? Yeah, I'm from Saskatoon. <laughs> God, I oh, can't say I ever watched that movie, so I wouldn't know. Oh, man, it was funny as shit. Anyway. Uh, the final games on Tuesday. Sabres beat the Oilers 4-2. Tage Thompson finally scored. Don't know if he's hitting 30 or 40 again. Uh, Flames beat the Golden Knights to move to three and zero, and the Kings beat the Predators four to three. Not too much to add to those games. Wednesday, Panthers beat the Flyers four to three. It was the Flyers' first loss of the year. Uh, Aaron Ekblad for the Florida Panthers though has been placed on LTIR. Oh no. Yeah. This is like, didn't we talk about how much we feared this? I mean, we, mm-hmm. I think we talk about it every season, but this mm-hmm. is heartbreaking so their defense on paper that played in the flyers game because he got hurt in a game against the bruins uh they're also currently missing brandon montour and anthony duclair their defense for their last game was gustav forsling and matt kirstead who was an undrafted uh college player congrats spent uh, played 10 games for the Panthers last year, had 63 games in the AHL. So Not bad. Yet to crack a full-time spot at 24. Second pairing is Josh Mahora and Radko Gudis. Third pair, Mark Stahl and Lucas Carlson. Oh, man. You know it would look good Boy. on that fucking team of Mackenzie Wegar, you dumbasses? Yeah, you, you fucking beat me to it. You know who would look really good on that team right now to really shore things up instead of Matthew Kachuk would be Jonathan fucking Huberdeau yep. and Mackenzie Wegar. I told, I, t- I said it, I said it, I said Florida made the biggest mistake is to panic after a playoff loss and they made it in the worst possible way was to put that sandpaper in their top six. You fucked up, Florida. But right, you Kachuk- won. Chuck has six points in four games, right? On their second line playing with Sam Bennett and Rudolph Balsers, apparently. Um, You know, had you found a different way to swap Huberto for Kachuk, you're fine. But it was the idea of also giving up Mackenzie Weger that, like, I'm sorry, but like the the best defenseman on that team that's left right now, you're debating Gustav Forsling and Radko Gudis as which one's better. Yeah, and both of them. And they're both solid, but holy shit, they're not Mackenzie Weger. No, they're they're five guys at best. I'll say four or five guys is at best, but I would put them in my top six. Rough scenes for the yeah, Cats right now. Um, St. Louis beat Seattle. Justin Falk scored two goals. Who knew he could do that still? And the Jets beat the Avalanche. Neil Pionk scored two goals. So did Mika Rantanen. But it was announced that Gabriel Landeskog is going to be out for 12 weeks. Yeah, there goes my fantasy. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Avs fans, let me know. I'm pretty sure, like, they tried to take the route of rehabbing at first, a la Connor McDavid, and it just didn't work. <laughs> so now he's going to be out for 12 weeks. He's 29 years old, out for 12 weeks after knee surgery. 
that's that's a rough loss. That's a real rough loss. Landeskog, I mean, typically every year it looks like he misses some games. I mean, the COVID years are always a little bit funky in terms of the amount of games played and stuff like that. But I and he's obviously still a phenomenal player when he's in the lineup, but he's missed some time. It's crazy, by the way, that he's 29 years old already. Gabriel Landeskog. Like yeah. second overall pick in 2011. Fucking nuts. That he's Getting been around that for that hill. long. At the, the bright note is there's a lot of safe people out there for 12 weeks. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. You just reminded me of that play from. Mm, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's had some dirty plays in his time. Oh, yeah. At the very least, it does mean that um, their fourth line right now uh, consists of notable names such as Logan O'Connor, Jason Magna. And defenseman, tur- defenseman turned winger Curtis McDermott, all six foot five of them. Um, well, oh, because he's basically an enforcer. Yeah, that 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 happens yep. a lot. Fighting defenseman, yeah. like, hey, Smith. play fourth line wing. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to go way far back? It was uh shit. Davidson for the Sharks. He was a def- started out as a defenseman, then they moved him to wing to fight people. <laughs> <laughs> So interesting time for the Avs. I mean, I think their depth is being tested a little bit, you know, especially to Kadri leaving in the offseason, as we all pretty much expected that he would. But it didn't take very long for a lot of the uh, talking points, essentially, to become like, oh, yeah, shit, this team's starting off slow. This team's got a bunch of injuries. Oof. But that's where we're at. So it happens every year. So with that, gentlemen, I think uh, I think that covers it, you know, for the most part. Able to uh, able to get some talking points in there. Able to make some obscure references that only makes one another laugh. But that's that's the joy of the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and again, I'm, I'm intrigued by uh, what a lot of people think in regards to the reverse retros. That'll obviously be the biggest talking point here over the next couple of days. But for now, Endo, what do you have going on heading into the weekend? Oh, uh, not much. Probably just going to stream. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what time I'm going to stream at. Um, I appear to have been getting proper sleep uh, for once. So like Imagine. 11 a.m. I'm like, oh, shit, maybe I should stream. And it's been a lot of fun. So mm. maybe 11 a.m. streams are my thing. I have no goddamn clue. I have again, I know, I know what I'm doing, but I had a little bit of a story. Uh, so after everyone else has done their little outros, I can go on that little tangent if you if you don't mind. No, tangent it up now. Let's do it. Okay. You, yeah, you, you do this every time anyway. Just do it. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So, uh, had a beer league game last night. Uh, we won, but the game before us, uh, we were supposed to start at like 10 p.m. We ended up starting at like 10 20 or something like that. Something ridiculous. It usually like an hour long. But um, there was like, it was like regular skirmishes in the game, right? You know, we'll get chippy. Uh, game ends. They all shake hands in the lineup. <clears throat> one of the guys got sent off like beforehand and he didn't really go to his fucking dressing room. So he's sending outside like the opposing team's dressing room, like kind of where the doors are. Cause they have to get out that way to get off the ice. And buddy's just like chirping him. He's chirping him. He's like, Oh buddy, I'll, f- I'll wipe the floor with you, buddy. He's like, you won't fight me. You're a pussy. And the dude walks over like swag walks over and punches him right in the teeth. And the entire thing just breaks into a giant brawl off the ice. And I think the best part about it is that 
you, like they're they're scrapping it out like on the on the side and then you see the two revs with the game sheet just looking over each other trying to see who's fighting and who's throwing numbers through throwing and just to write up numbers and give off like who's gonna be like getting a suspension or not it was the funniest thing ever because guys were just was just throwing it just throwing hammers and then like halfway through they stop and then and then they start breaking it up again they start fighting again and then like you know how there's always someone in the, in the audience being like stop oh my god please stop it someone's girlfriend was in the fight um ran through and tried to break up the fight when there was like 20 30 hockey guys just beating the crap out of each other i'm like you're not gonna do anything honey like what what is this and this is in a how serious of a beer league? I, um, I hate when this people fighting beer league. It's, 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 this is in D league, so like, not it's not like high good. level. It's like, eh, it's all right. There, not, nothing to who... fucking fight about, or have to get like a shiner and go to the office and be like, "Hey, oh Timmy, why'd you get a why'd you get a shiner there? Oh, I fell down the stairs and I fell right on this guy's fist. Like, stupid." I just love the juxtaposition of Endo just being like, yeah, I watched a bunch of people punch one another. Sounds like, yeah, yesterday I went and played some music and met some cool people. <laughs> yeah. I said, and I, I stayed I, at I, home and got mad at NHL 23. What different lives we live. It's the Very California different. 9 life. to 5, baby. Yeah. Oh, God. And uh, so there you go. Endo's just a, a strong fight observer and, you know, just, yeah. just doing I just think the funny thing. part. The funny part about that too is um I'll 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 be real quick I'll be real quick again is um we're all going out to watch that this all happen and then my buddy has fucking two water bottles of water out there I'm like what are you gonna do hydrate the guys and go back out there for round two like what's going on? every good fight needs a needs a water bottle. <laughs> oh it was funny yeah and what do you there. got going on buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm more of the same, playing music, doing the YouTube side of things. So you can check me out, Sinfluent Production on YouTube. Doing a Toronto Maple Leafs franchise, experiencing Maple Leafs hockey. That franchise is cursed, straight up, even in a video game. It's bullshit. I hate it. want to die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's entertaining. Is, you know. I will tell you that. It's fucking entertaining. We uh, we, 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 we trolled LA. We, we got two of their amazing players and then had to use bunting to get it but then we got back bunting at the trade deadline <laughs> when they put him on the block i was like yeah give me him mm. it's great fantastic great game fun great time game. fun time you want to see someone have uh fun playing the game oh <laughs> watch sin because uh i don't i don't know what the youtube side of things is going to be for me who knows nhl 23 might be the death knell for the youtube side of things on twitch though still streaming practically every night except for thursday night got an early doctor's appointment on friday that they refused the schedule for any other time other than 10 a.m. Fucking thanks. Damn it. Uh, yeah, but hey, this weekend, who knows? Maybe some maybe some FIFA Pro Clubs is a free play weekend on F1 22. Maybe sooner rather than later we get back to some NHL 2K10 with that old fantasy draft idea. Yes! I mean, like, why I have a meme with... ready. If, if someone picks Danny Heatley again, I'm going to have that meme. Oh, fuck, you're going to make me left wing again. <laughs> thank you for listening everybody we'll see you next week <laughs>